Hey, good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Sort of recording in a new location today. Really? I want to share some more? I mean, it's like loud and there's like birds and stuff. It's, it's, I guess it's like springtime, so all the birds are coming back. And chirping and stuff? Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind birds, but it's interesting how all of a sudden, like the whole sound landscape is like full of life. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Um, so are you happy to be back in the city? Um, I do like it, but it is louder and yeah, it's interesting. This, uh, like more people are getting vaccines and stuff and it, 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 it is feeling good. Okay, good. Awesome. So, um, what do I want to talk about today? I think you have a topic in mind for us. <laughs> yeah, this, this might be a little bit of a stretch. But I'm gonna I'm gonna use a word, and I'm gonna appropriate it to a greater sort of topic. Where I know, like when you're a writer, people get what's called writer's block, and my understanding is that like you, I guess, want to be like inspired, or something comes into your head and you have to write it down. And I think a lot of people uh, like like go through that, and when when you don't get that inspiration, when you don't have that drive to to write, that can be very frustrating. And I've always like I've always liked writing. I've always noticed that when I read a lot, I want to write a lot. And a lot of the reading and writing, this is where the stretch comes in, <laughs> comes in form of like code and programming. And I feel like it's a very similar sort of thing where when I'm trying to solve some problem, there's no real solution. There is some like end state that a customer or a stakeholder wants like a program to do something. But a lot of times you don't really know how it's going to go until you sit down and like try to figure it out. And that's sort of what I've been feeling the last couple of weeks where like, I don't, I'm able to do my job. I'm able to like, you know, go to meetings and talk to people. But whenever I'm presented with some sort of problem for a couple of days, for sure, I like couldn't, I couldn't solve it. And, you know, I'm on a team and we're able to work past it. And I've also been in this field long enough that I know how to sort of like incrementally keep going until, you know, something clicks. But I wonder if you've ever experienced something like writer's block being that you just wrote a book. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I experience, experience anxiety attacks more than writer's blocks, <laughs> but, um, but, um, so when I got on, on this journey, um, to write a book, um, the workshop that I took, um, was called top three book workshop. And the, the reason that it's called the top three book workshop is, it teaches you to write a book that's going to be someone's top three book. So in the first, I think, first um, episode or first lesson or whatever of that workshop, I um, the the I guess the um, teacher um, shared her top three books. 
And one of those books, um, book that she rereads and keeps coming back to and whatever, those are the top three books, Changed Her Life. Um, and she's a writer and editor and publishing strategist and stuff like that. Um, so one of those books was called or is called The, the War of Art. Um, and that book is specifically on writer's block. Um, it's basically talks. It's a very short book. I think it's like two hours on Audible. But um, the idea is that there is something called resistance. It's kind of like an invisible um, spirit or whatever um, that wants you to not, I guess, do what you're meant to to do or whatever. Um, and um, your goal when you get on um, a journey like writing a book or writing an article or writing whatever or solving a problem is to not let resistance stop you. So um, the book actually talks, it's kind of like, um, to me, it looks or sounds a little like a mantra, kind of like every page has like a little re resistance, this resistance, that kind of thing. And um, it just, um, when I, you know, got into that workshop, when I got, um, when I learned about this book's existence, um, I got the book and I read it and I realized there's no such thing as writer's block. Um, and for me, the, um, transformational piece, um, in writing a book and, you know, I've heard from other people who are established writers that, um, you know, they hit writer's block and stuff like that. I don't no longer believe in that, meaning that I don't think that it's, um, I think it's a made up, um, condition, not made up in a sense that you're kind of putting it on yourself and like making it, um, it harder for yourself. You are. But um, at the same time, this resistance, there is resistance that's basically preventing you from really pursuing um, your calling. And if you realize that it's just resistance, all you need to do is establish a routine. So for me, being part of that workshop was um, waking up at 6 a.m. We had 6 a.m. writing sprints, 10 a.m. writing sprints. Uh, you write for 20 minutes, just write, just type whatever, just write crap, whatever. Um, just keep writing. Uh, for 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, and then you break for five. Um, you can ask questions. You can run something by, by the group who's, you know, also at the same time in the same place. Um, and basically, and then do it again for 20, 25 minutes. So basically total of an hour. But I ba basically wrote my entire first draft in the three months of that workshop, just by waking up at 6am. So I was forcing myself to write something. Okay, I have the story. If you work on a book or on a story or on, on an article in a, a kind of a logical and systematic way, like first you develop for a book, I developed an outline. What would the chapters be? How would the ideas flow? Then I filled them with stories, then I filled them with teaching points. And then it was easy, well, easy, sort of easy to write. Um, you just pick up, you know, for 6 a.m., you pick up, oh, okay, I'm going to write this story. And this is going to be my teaching point. So you just keep writing. So it's a long answer to your question, but thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, writer's block seems like a psychological sort of issue, but there's a lot in writing other than just like, 
typing on a page, like you were mentioning outlines or research or like talking to colleagues about like drafts or ideas and stuff. So with my particular sort of writing block, like I was stressed out and I wasn't, I was like unable to, I'm going to say like do abstract thinking where I couldn't, like my anxiety was gone. I couldn't really think in the future at all, but there are so many other tasks that I could have done. So as part of writing code, you have to review code of others. So that's a pretty big part of my job. So I was able to focus on that. I was able to sort of take tasks that were too big or undefined and refine them into something more doable. And the way that I got through this sort of writer's block was by focusing on the things that I could do and not treating writing as one thing, but breaking it up and of course not like people get burnt out, people have stress in their lives, and I think the brain reacts differently to different sort of stimuluses and different tasks that it needs to accomplish. And sometimes, yeah, you just can't type. But that doesn't mean that you can't work. And if you treat your your writing as as a job, sometimes you just gotta do something else and hopefully you've set up your your project in a way that if if one particular day you're not really feeling that you can you know think creatively or articulate what you're trying to say there could be other things that you can do so you don't fall behind on like the actual project because you know people pe- people do go through stuff and it's sort of like a game of figuring out what your brain is able to do in the moment and i think a big part of it is treating like whatever your project is as a real job, not just I'm out of ideas, I can't do anything. Like, no, I don't know. Like, sure, of course, take a break, take take whatever time you need if you're like stressed or something. But there are so many other things other than just straight typing that I found helped me through. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that um that's why, you know, at least this particular person um who has the workshop does the writing sprints because it's just um, to give you, to push you to like, if you, okay, you don't want to write, you wrote 200 words in an hour. Fine. You wrote a thousand. Great. Um, thanks for showing up. It's all about kind of like coming and maybe I sometimes what I did um, during those sprints, sometimes I didn't feel like writing. So I, sometimes I would um, do bookkeeping and get into the groove. Nice. <laughs> And get into the groove and that's it. So that was like really helpful and transformational for me. Yeah. And I like the uh, the idea of having like these sprints and like for me, a lot of times where like I don't really know what I'm doing, I can't think of like a clever or straightforward way to present something. I can just sort of hack it together, make it work. It might not be pretty. It might not like pass whatever reviews my colleagues are expecting, like it's not good code quality or it's not good writing. But if you write something, you can always edit it later. And just like baby steps to like get to your end goal, it almost feels like the opposite of like when you're in a flow state where everything just works and you're just like magically producing ridiculous amounts of effort and work and everything's just like flowing out of you. And writer's block seems like the opposite where 
it feels it feels bad. You you're like, oh, you know, why why can't I do this task that I was able to do yesterday? But I think the systems that people set up, or at least you know, you can Google uh, sort of workarounds, and I think treating it as a job, treating it as like a process, is is the way to go. I don't really have much more to say. Well, I think that it's definitely um, a process, but it's. I think it's all about getting started. Um, I think it's all about not just kind of maybe not even getting started, but more like keep keep on going kind of thing. I mean, do you agree? I think that it's important to. Um, to just sometimes keep pushing, even maybe switch topics, like you said, do something else yeah. um, or whatever. And um, I feel like that could be potentially the unblocker. The routine becomes the unblocker or something. Yeah. And like in my personal projects, when I'm not motivated to do something, I very quickly just sort of, you know, give it up and go watch TV. But when it is something that you're expected to deliver. Um, you you have no choice. Like, <laughs> and I I think a lot of people's opinions about writing and like processes in general, like creative work, it seems so magical. And people think that you have to be work. You have to be like born with this like talent that uh, you either have it or you don't. I know artists are like that a lot. But I know a couple artists that like sell their drawings and are like mildly successful on like Etsy and stuff. They they also go through phases where they can't draw creatively and then they take on like projects from other people so they could do something like special. You could have like a custom order and sometimes when you have a defined end goal, that really helps me when when the problem there's like a a theory that I like that's there's a difference between complicated and complex where you can have something with many, many, many steps, but all of the steps are knowable. The end goal is knowable. You just need to like sit down and do this like tedious work. And the opposite is when you don't and you need to iterate and write something and present it and edit it and write something, present it and edit it. And those two problems, I feel like writer's block affects the situation where there is no real end goal and you're just trying to make it work where sometimes if you have something annoying, like a lot of times I write Java mostly and there's so much like boilerplate code that you need to do for a lot of stuff. And it's mindless. Like I can spend days just writing code without ever even thinking about it because that's just part of, you know, writing Java and like writing that sort of boilerplate code or reading other people's code. Same thing with books. I feel like when I read books, I have this intense urge to write something after. But if I go a couple of weeks without reading anything, like I don't. So you need to sort of keep feeding different parts of the brain and then just more stuff comes out. I don't think that you should, I don't think people should like really stress about what their brains can or can't do in the moment. Like, it'll pass, it'll change. And if you have processes set up where you set yourself up for success up front, you know, put thought into how you're reaching the, the goal of this project, it'll, it'll be much more effective. Yeah, I agree. 
I think that, uh, well, first of all, goals do help us focus. There's no question about it. Um, and I feel like, um, when you, when I set a goal, I mean, there's like, there's not even a question when I set a goal, I go after it. I find a way to make it work, to make it happen, whatever. Um, so I totally agree with you on that. Um, and, uh, I feel like writer's block, just like, just like, a, a lot of things is an excuse a little bit. Do you agree? Um, <laughs> I think so. But on the other hand, it's also nice having an excuse to do a different task. Sometimes I just get, I just get tired of doing the same thing. And it's almost like your brain is like, nope, we're taking a break now. Nothing you can do about it. And for me personally, like when I first like when it first happens, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know that it's writer's block. You don't know that there's some sort of stressor that you have to overcome. I think knowing that this thing exists, knowing that there are ways around it and to just know yourself. Like I, I, I know that if I'm not producing as like as quickly as I normally do, I shouldn't blame myself. I shouldn't like guilt myself. The best thing to do is just walk away, come back later or do a different task. Maybe, I don't know, talk to your coworkers about what they're doing. And that sort of socializing is, is nice. And then like my coworkers, super smart, and they they motivate me to to do better myself. And I don't know, like helping someone else solve their problem can be a different activity. It's a different like part of your brain that's being utilized. And it, it helps me like come back to my own problem later. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's definitely definitely switching tasks. Um, at least I don't know about you, but my brain works um, in a way that I can't usually like. For example, if, with my work, I can't spit out um, a decision, like a recommendation, for example, necessarily, unless it's something super simple. But like, if you have a question that's um, not like an easy yes or no, or not something that's, you know, that's been done 150 million times, then typically, um, typically I need some time and I don't like, I've noticed that the advice that comes out of me, um, when I do it on the spot or, um, force it, force the thought process, I guess, um, is never perfect. Like it's never a hundred percent right, you know? Right. And I think having a built-in ability to iterate has been very like freeing for me where nothing I do is ever sort of final. There's always a chance to improve it later. And like in programming, you set up your, your code in a way that makes it future, well, future proof. You're not supposed to, think too far in the future, but you are supposed to make it generic enough that if something needs to change, it's it has the ability to. And I think in, in like writing novels or other sort of books, it's the same thing. Like you don't want to write yourself into a corner where if one little change will have to like domino effect, you know, hundreds and hundreds of lines of just like changes. So it it is interesting which corners you do write yourself into on purpose because you 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 are you are trying to accomplish a task a goal whatever it is but having having fewer of these sort of like choke points 
allows you to be more flexible. And if you if you get stuck somewhere, just like do do another thing and don't don't fall for the trap of sort of agreeing with your past self on what the current um, like moment calls for. You know, be open to change. Know that whatever you write isn't final. And even if you published the book now and you can reread it tomorrow and find a typo or find something that doesn't quite sound right to you, you can have a second edition. You can have updates to the Kindle version, for example. And thinking of it as like a living document, not not living as in like Wikipedia changing all the time, but changing on like a slower pace. Maybe it's every every year, every two years, you have like a new version with like some other new, I'm going to call it thought technology that, uh, yeah, like maybe you said something, it's not entirely right. You didn't phrase it in, in like the exact way that you want. I think it's good to be open to to sort of change and admitting that your past self was doing its best and the future self is a different person and, you know, it's okay to change your mind. I agree. And, and for me, that's exactly what happened. I, as I was, I signed off on the book print um, in at the end of November, I think it was right before um, Thanksgiving. Um, and um, then I was recording my audiobook in January first, like January fifth, and stuff. Um, and uh, um, and basically, um, when I was recording my audiobook, I found like twelve typos <laughs> that editors missed, that copy editors missed, that proofreaders missed, that I missed. <laughs> so yeah, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like if the reader doesn't want to give me grace then, oh, well, like, there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always try to be very sympathetic. And if there's a typo of something that doesn't quite make sense, I'm not going to write a bad review. You always got to, like, these are still people. They're they're all trying their best. They're trying to, like, it's so much effort. And what, if the whole book is, you know, fine, good, and, and there's, like, a couple weird things in it, just, like, give them a break. You can write in, email them, be like, hey, I thought this was weird. And I bet they'll love the suggestion and maybe in a second revision, It'll be nicer. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Eugene, good topic. Yeah, see you next week.